We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. As typical on Mondays, I'm your host, Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, you can follow Chris at Crispy272002. You can give me a follow at Jakeski52. Hope to uh, get in touch with some of our listeners on Twitter here. But let's start out, Chris. The one thing that I noticed right away at the slate when looking at hitters in particular, is that Giancarlo Stanton is down to $3,000 tonight on FanDuel. Now, Chris, I'm looking for someone to jump in and be my Admiral Akbar and to tell me, don't do it. It's a trap. Can you tell me that, or is there is there value in, in using Stanton tonight? I mean, there's always value in using Stanton with the chance because he has the power, enormous power. He can hit out of any ballpark on any given night. He just hasn't been. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been hitting him out, and I've been burned by him multiple times. I, his price has been dropping. I've used him at higher price than this before, and I've been burned by him. And, and eventually, you're gonna have to wait. I, I, at some point, you're gonna have to wait till he can produce. But you mm-hmm. also want to be there when he does the first time, because yeah. eventually it's gonna happen. But there's always going to be – you think there's going to be like a higher ownership on him because everybody knows what he has for the potential. Yes. we. I mean, we generally talk about the difference between cash games and GPPs with pitchers. But this is a case with hitters where you maybe don't want to necessarily use Stanton because his floor is zero and he's going to get you zero plenty of times. I mean, look, at the guy struck out at least once in every June game. And since May 1st, he's slashing 149, 254. 
298, uh, over 114 at-bats, 49 strikeouts since May 1st. So, I mean, at, at the very least, FanDuel doesn't take away points for strikeouts like they have in seasons past, so that helps a little bit. But I would agree that Stanton has some utility in your GPPs. I wouldn't touch him in cash games, though, at this point. I would agree, yeah, because he's not a safe play. You want a guy that has at least somewhat of a floor, mm-hmm. and at 3000 you're still paying a decent price. It's not like there's definitely cheaper options out there that could probably give you a little better floor than him. So if you you, you don't want a guy necessarily that puts up a zero mm-hmm. consistent from uh, very consistently these yeah, days. There are a lot of outfielders in that $3,000 price range that will give you with platoon matchups or they at least have a better chance to hit value for you. We'll get to those a little bit later, but we got a 10 game slate on Monday night, Chris. Uh, there's a lot of this. I mean, there's a good top tier of pitchers here that you maybe want to consider for cash games, or maybe you want to go elsewhere. I'm talking top tier. We've got Max Scherzer versus the Cubs at 11,300. Zach Greinke versus the Dodgers at 10, five Carlos Carrasco at Kansas City at 9-4. Then in the middle tier, you've got Kyle Hendricks, 8,400. Edinson Volk has 8,100. Yin Chen, 8,000. And then it kind of trails off quite a bit after there. Now, Chris, are you dipping into that top tier to select your cash game pitcher tonight? Or are you moving down the list a little bit in hopes of finding some better value? I, I do like one of the pitchers up there. There's a lot of them facing a lot of the top. A few of the top pitchers are actually facing each other. Um, mm-hmm. Scherzer. And Hendricks are facing each other. And then, I mean, Granke is probably the the top option if you're going to look for a win potential there because I believe he's going against Bolsinger, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is correct. Tonight. Mike so, Bolsinger on the so hill for the Dodgers tonight. He's probably one of the heavy favorites to win the game. But mm-hmm. uh, the guy I'm going to go with is Carlos Carrasco in Kansas City. Uh, you have Kauffman Stadium in play there, which is always a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Uh, it, it limits the home run ball, which... Is, has been an issue for him. Mm-hmm. So you got that uh, helping him out. He, he's given up three in his last two starts. So you, you, you when you're looking to to limit that, Coffin Stadium helps, certainly helps with that. Um, exactly. And the, the Royals are generally known as a team that doesn't strike out much. They've been known to, to go deeper or to be able to draw a lot of walks but also um, – limit the amount of strikeouts but in june they've struck out at 24.1 percent rate so that's in that's in the top 10 in the majors Mm -hmm. so that that's not they've lost a few bats in their lineup that is affected there it's a different team than what's established those strikeout numbers earlier in the year you talk about mike moustakis out and chesler cuthbert in and alex gordon out and walt merrifield in maybe infante out i mean there's just the lineup's been shaken up quite a bit here and we have some new faces so they have won two games in a row. They finished out the back-to-back games in that series with the White Sox. But they lost eight in a row before that. So I do like Carrasco a lot. I mean, when I was asked on XM Radio this morning which one I was going to go to, I looked at the top option. I'm like, Scherzer, even even though his price may be a little deflated, I can't touch him against the Cubs, especially at 11300 In my opinion, the best offensive team in baseball. Then you've got Zach Greinke against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers aren't that great, but... Grinky's ERA is almost three full runs higher at home than it is on the road. And we're talking over a 50-inning sample size at home this year. So he's not been doing so hot at Chase Field. I'd pretty much fade him at home here. So Carrasco, yeah, out of the top tier, he looks like one of the better options. 
The other guy I looked at a little bit that I'm going to say for cash games that I kind of like is uh, Wyan Chen of the Marlins uh, at the Padres. The Marlins are actually minus 121 road favorites in this game, so I like that there. Um, you get a Padres lineup potentially without Jan Harris Solarte. I mean, I know that's not the, the biggest offensive name, so you're going to probably slide in Derek Norris at the cleanup spot. I guess we'll kind of see how Solarte is doing, but at 8,000, it frees up a whole lot. I mean, that's 3,300 less than a guy like Scherzer, so... Yeah, Chen, you can maybe make a case that he's better suited for GPPs, but I, I just really like the matchup here and what he's been able to do lately. He's usually not going to get you a blow-up start, so at least gives you a relatively a relatively high floor there. I mean, you look at his game log here, ooh, and I actually messed up that price. It looks like he's 8,100, not 8,000 even, so I'm going to throw that out there. Yeah, he didn't have a great outing against the Twins, but then he's got 27-27. He's got, uh, I mean, he had a 61-point outing against Milwaukee, which gives you a little bit of tournament viability. So, I mean, I think we can agree tonight, Chris, that we're both going to pass on that top tier, at least those top two pitchers with uh, Scherzer and Greinke, correct? Yeah, not only, like uh, like you mentioned, Scherzer facing a tough Cubs lineup but Kyle Hendricks has been really good this year too so it's even even if he does only allow a couple runs there's still a chance that Hendricks can uh get a win or can can take away the win from Scherzer which is always huge mm-hmm. yeah Hendricks actually has an ERA that's about 0.6 less than Scherzer on the season of course ERA take that with a grain of salt but Cubs man 43 and 18 I believe that's the best record in baseball heading into this week and uh, with good reason so even though the Nationals are minus 129 home favorites I just I don't like any pitcher against the Cubs lineup with how dangerous that is. If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much Chris and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We always want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping us out. Visit www.mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you. You'll get a chance to win a Chromecast. That's what I call a win-win. Visit mylistenerstudy.com. All right, Chris, let's move on to the hitting portion of the slate before we wrap things up with tournament pitchers here there are a lot of no games in Coors on Monday night but you do have some high over-unders uh the biggest one one that I'm going to try to target quite a bit is you've got the Tigers with Matt Boyd at the White Sox with James Shields over under nine and a half on that game Vegas doesn't like Shields to actually settle down with his new team then you've got Jared Eikhoff and the Phillies at R.A. Dickey on and the Blue Jays over under nine Daniel Wright and the Reds at Aaron Blair and the Braves, another over-under of nine. Then you have the Twins uh, with Ricky Nolasco on the hill. At the Angels against Jared Weaver, soft-tossing Jared Weaver, over-under nine. Now, I think there's a lot of hitters to target here. Uh, might be some other stacks in play, but uh, let's get things going with the catcher spot, Chris. Uh, anyone stand out to you behind the plate this evening? Uh, one guy I'm looking at is Derek Norris. He's sitting at 2,700. Like you mentioned, he may be even in the cleanup spot tonight. And he's a good hitter against lefties. He has a 914 OPS over the last two weeks with two home runs. He's he's historically a good hitter against lefties. So that's one guy I really like. And another one is Jonathan Lucroy against uh, against Matt Cain. He does have uh, he has a home run and a stolen base against Cain in his career. Mm-hmm. And he has over a thousand OPS and twenty one at bats against him. So, and mm-hmm. and Kane hasn't really improved at all this year. He's still struggling. So, if I'm looking at 
two catcher options. Those are two of the guys I'm looking at. And uh, Luke Roy, price wise, I believe is a little, right around yeah 3,200 tonight. Yeah, that's as cheap as you're going to get for Luke Roy. I think Buster Posey's the top catcher on the slate at 3,600, tied with Wilson Ramos at 3,600. I know I said Chen is my cash game pitcher, and you typically don't want to load too many hitters up against your pitcher. But I had Norris written down as well. I think at 2,700, the numbers are just. Uh, poised for him to hit value tonight otherwise if you're looking for a punt play or a cheap play Josh Fegley's not a bad play the A's are going against left-hander Cesar Ramos and the Rangers tonight so I think uh, pretty much any A's right-handers in play if you're looking for a cheap reasonable stack I mean you can use Scherzer and still get a pretty cheap A's stack in tonight what about first base, Chris? There's a lot of good options tonight. I think overall tonight's a relatively hitter-friendly slate outside of that Cubs-National game with the over-under of seven. I mean, you've got a lot of high over-unders and a lot of just uh, shaky pitchers on the mound. So you want to make sure you get some pop out of your first baseman tonight. Who are you looking towards to get that done? Yeah, I believe we have an, another overlap here between our guys. We both like a lot of the same guys here. One of them uh, I'm targeting is Miguel Cabrera. Another guy with a great history against Shields. You, Shields has been blown up uh, mo- both of his last two starts, and Cabrera's been hot at the dish. At the games at U.S. Cellular Field, there's a lot of factors working in Miguel Cabrera's favor tonight. Mm-hmm. So that's a guy at 3500 It's a pretty good price for him. Uh, I believe he's not the top option. at. He's not even in the top. I mean, I believe there's like three or four other yeah, I mean, Paul yeah. Goldschmidt leads things off at 4,400. Then you've got Will Myers at 4,200. He's been pretty hot lately, so that price is climbing. you got Rizzo at 41, Edwin Encarnacion at 4,000. So Cabrera is actually a middle-tier guy, and, and you can kind of see why his price is where it's at. He had 12 points in his last game on Sunday, but then 0-0-3. So kind of, uh, but I think he's due for a game, a very good game here, and I think uh, Shields is the person he can do it against. I mean, uh, a 1,000 even OPS against Shields over 55 at bats and you can joke and say what you want about bvp but 55 at bats i think is a decent enough sample size here so miguel cabrera 3500 can absolutely hit you value another first baseman i like i mentioned maybe going with a potential angel stack against ricky nalasco uh elbert pujols is hitting 464 lifetime with uh three home runs against ricky nalasco and you can get pujols for a little bit cheaper at 3300 and then of course i really like a uh Kind of, it's kind of a White Sox stack against uh, Matt Boyd. His, uh, you know, Boyd's a left-hander, and there's going to be some right-handed White Sox players that I really like. And Boyd's FIP is a little bit over uh, a full run ahead of his ERA, so I think there's a little bit of leveling out to do there. So if you're going to use at least a mini White Sox stack of Jose Abreu, 3400. I also like Todd Frazier at a very similar price there. Both of those guys are going to be in play for me here. So. Uh, a lot of options at first base and a lot of mid-tier options because just like pitchers, I'm probably going away from some of the top-priced guys. Now, Chris, what about second base here? Is this a spot where you can save a little bit of money perhaps or are you looking to jump on maybe the Ian Kinslers and Daniel Murphys, both priced at 4000 or greater? I mean, While I, I do like Ian Kinsler, the couple of guys that I have targeted or list written down are a couple guys that are a little cheaper at the position Mm -hmm. one of them being gene segura he's sitting at 2900 which is a good price for a leadoff hitter that's hitting 296 on the season obviously he hasn't been he got off to a hot start so he's he's leveled off a little bit but he's facing michael bolsinger who's allowed two stolen bases and four starts segura has the ability to steal bases Mm -hmm. and he has a little pop he has five home runs on the year so you you have that uh you have some 
a good ballpark there in Arizona. So you have some factors working in Segura's favor that I really I think he could be due for a good night. And he's hitting in front of some good hitters. So he's a guy that even if he doesn't even if he doesn't go deep or steal a base, he can score some runs ahead of some of those bigger bats in their lineup. Yeah, the Diamondbacks finally starting to get back to full strength. Of course, Goldschmidt's always going to be there. He's made 64 or 65 starts this year. So he's he's there. I mean, Jake Lamb coming on. They finally got David Peralta back. Sneak peek. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Peter O'Brien even providing them with some pops. So Segura has a decent chance of getting on and scoring. I like where your head's at there. In the similar range, I do like Brett Lowry at 2,800. Again, I'm targeting a lot of White Sox hitters against, um, excuse me, Matt Boyd here for the Tigers. So I think he could be in play. I also like Jason Kipnis at 3,200. He has a pretty decent matchup this evening here against Edison Volquez. At least he'll have the platoon matchup probably leading off. So there's a lot to like with Kipnis at 3,200 again. I'm going to stay away from Zobrist. His price took a huge dip. He's down to 3400 I'm also going to stay away from Murphy at 4000 So Kinsler, I could see if you have the funds to do so, but I'm going to kind of try to juice up my corner infielders instead. Speaking of corner infielders, Chris, who are you looking at this evening? Yeah, I had a couple of guys, uh, a couple of guys highlighted here, one of them being potentially Trevor Plouffe sitting at 2500 Weaver play. struggles um, the second – and third time through the order. He's he's usually decent first time through, but when he gets through that second time, third time, uh, Ploof is hitting in the middle of the order at a good price, at a, at a cheap price in terms of corner in, or corner infielders. So if you're looking for you know some value at a corner spot, I could see him being a guy. He provides a little power. Uh, the wind, I believe, is blowing out there. It's projected to blow out in, in the uh, Angels Stadium there. And so if I'm looking for a guy that could potentially provide a little power in the middle at a cheap price, if I'm looking to save up at that position, he's one guy I'd target. Another guy, uh, Yunel Escobar, he's a little more expensive, sitting at 3000 He's still leading off for them, and that's on the opposite side of this game. Again, same factors, and he's facing Ricky Nolasco. Still an affordable price at 3000 And I, I always like to target uh, guys like that. So if I'm looking at guys like Nolasco, he's one guy I really like to target. Mm-hmm. I liked him, and I also, um, as you mentioned earlier, at first base, Pujols was another guy I had targeted as well. So Yeah, right on. I like your Escobar pick at 3,000, especially if he ends up back in the leadoff spot. Of course, you wouldn't want to monitor that. Check the Roto-Wire lineups. In addition to that, Danny Valencia, 3,300, always in play against a left-handed pitcher, and you've got the A's going off against Cesar Ramos tonight. So, like I mentioned before, an A stack is in play, and it's a very affordable stack. Even if you wanted to use Scherzer as the top pitcher tonight, I think he could fit some A's in. But like I said, uh, alluded to before, at third base, I'm really digging the Todd father, Todd Frazier, at 3,400. Now, maybe he's a little bit limited to GPPs because he has had goose eggs in three of his last five games. So watch that. But that's brought his price down to a nice, clean 3400 And he goes up against Matt Boyd. I mean, Todd Frazier's a fastball hitter. Matt Boyd's going to come with fastballs that are about 90, 91 miles an hour, and he's going to throw those about 60% of the time. And like I said, there's some leveling out to do with Matt Boyd. So I like those White Sox right-handers. And, of course, maybe James Shields has a lot to do with that, but that game, the highest over-under on the slate at 9.5 this evening. What about the shortstop spot, Chris? These middle infield their spots generally tough to find some power against and then of course you've got Carlos Correa who has missed the last three games so uh if you're going to pay up of course Corey Seager's uh your your man here well I I guess the Astros aren't even on the slate tonight so if you're going to pay up Corey Seager's your man at 3700 Lindor at 3500 are you going with those guys or are you moving down the order a little bit 
I, I did go down the order a little bit here. I'm just, The top guy I have marked here is uh, Brandon Crawford against Chase Anderson. Mm-hmm. He the Again, there's a in that game, there's a heavy wind expected to be blowing out. Um, Chase Anderson is a guy that struggles with the home run ball. So if you're looking for a guy and, and, and uh, if you're looking for a guy there that can provide some, I mean, he's, he's among the top guys up there. He's not the most expensive, but he's sitting at 3,200 uh, and he provides a decent amount of pop. He's got six home runs on the year and he's been decent of late. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but good. He's a guy that can provide uh double digit points on any given night. And, Chase Anderson isn't necessarily a guy I would stay away from. So I'm looking at him, another guy, uh, Alexia Ramirez, potentially at 2,600. So if we're looking for cheaper guys, he's hitting 291 against lefties with a 350 on base percentage. And Chen hasn't really been that spectacular. So I like him. And then always, as always, Marcus Semyon at 2,900 against a lefty is always a good bet to go with if you're really just looking for a guy to put in. Yeah, right on. I was going to actually split the difference and say I recommend Semyon pretty strongly tonight. People tend to overlook him, but he's got a 387 weighted on base percentage against left-handed pitching. So when a lefty faces the A's, everyone likes to think, hey, let's go with, um, let's go, I mean, Fagley is always the catcher. Let's go with Valencia. Let's get these guys in. But I think Simeon's an option that gets overlooked and at under three grand, you can do some damage here. Let's move to the outfield though, where, you know, DVR and I on Sirius XM this morning decided that David Peralta at 2,600 was going to be our chalk play of the day. I mean, he gets a a hitter-friendly ballpark here at Chase Field, and of course he gets Mike Bolsinger with a platoon advantage. Of course, Bolsinger, righty Peralta, a left-handed batter. 2,600 is just too cheap for Peralta. Do you agree with me there, and do you have any other value play options that you'd like to throw out there? Peralta is definitely a really great option in the middle of that order there. He's just recently come back from injury, mm-hmm. but uh, his value is probably down because of that, I would assume. I would I would guess. I mean, he hasn't been bad at all this year too much for any extended stretch. He just hasn't had the reps. Yeah, he's just been just been out for a while, so that it, I feel like that's a great play there. Um, he's not one of the ones I actually had targeted, but having seen it and having you mentioned it, that's definitely one I could see going off tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys I had Tyler, um, I had Tyler Naquin right around that same price at twenty eight hundred. The game is in Kansas City, but the guy's uh, still sitting at twenty eight hundred despite hitting four home runs in the past two weeks. So, uh, if you're looking for a guy at, at for a little value there, I could see him being a decent option too. It's it's been surprising. Like you think about that Cleveland lineup, you don't. He's a name that really never comes up. So. Mm-hmm. He's, but he's a guy that he provides a little power there. So if you're looking for another guy at that price range, I could see him. Um, Ryan Braun is another is a, of a top tier guys. He's sitting at 3,700. I like him against Matt Cain. Um, and while he he hasn't been great as of recently, uh, it could scare some people off of him. So it could be a good play in tournaments. Um, and as I, as I mentioned before, there's a decent wind blowing out, and he owns a 985 career OPS against Kane. And then one final guy I had was uh, Chris Davis sitting at 3,200. He's a, he's a guy that can put uh, K Davis, by the way, and obviously this is outfield, so you should know that anyway. But um, a guy, he's a guy that could put up multiple home runs any day. He's been really cold in June so far, but he's a, he's a guy that has a lot of power, and he's a good hitter against lefties generally he has four home runs and 44 at bats this season so 
he's a guy that uh, I could see at some point going off again for a couple home runs, and you and it'd be uh, beneficial to have him in your lineup when that happens. Right on, Chris. I like a lot of those guys, especially Braun's got the history against Matt Cain. I also don't mind J.D. Martinez against Shields. He'd be a good part. Uh, if you decide you're going to go like Miguel Cabrera, J.D., and then B-Mart, that's a very affordable stack, especially with Cabrera's price down. So there are a lot of uh, a decent um, outfield options in the $3,000 range. I also don't mind Bryce Harper, who's 3900 uh, He gets the lefty-righty split there. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Remember, building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. That's FanDuel.com. All right, Chris, we're going to close up the show here how we typically like to with our tournament plays tonight. Tonight, I think we can agree that pitching's a little bit brutal, and there aren't a lot of great cheap options here but if you're going to go risky maybe you're going to roll the dice a little bit is there an option that at least stands out to you more than others yeah i mean my favorite pick may be who you're going with just because of the uh potential win potential there but i'm going to go on a limb here and uh i'm going to take chase anderson sitting at 6700 in san francisco against matt kane so the the brewers i could see getting a decent amount of run support there when you have with uh the fact that they're facing matt kane and i like some of those hitters in that brewers lineup and uh, I, I mentioned a couple of them, obviously the, the two obvious ones in Braun and Lucroy. Um, but Anderson's actually been surprisingly effective recently. He does He's had 44 points on FanDuel in each of his last two starts. And uh, he's, he's not a, necessarily a huge strikeout bot, a guy, but uh, he can provide a decent amount. He has 52 in uh, 66 in the third innings this season. And uh, the Giants are without a couple bats, especially the biggest one being Hunter Pence. And the, the and uh, also they've been without Angel Pagan. So without those two guys, I mean, they haven't really been uh, a monster of a lineup as they had been before. So it, it, it definitely a little, I see a little drop off there, not totally falling off the face here, but mm-hmm. this, I, I can see some value in Anderson at 6,700 potentially with, um, with a guy that's sitting at that price with a decent win potential, not spectacular. He is the underdog in that game, but uh, he's a guy that can give you a fair number of points sitting at that price range, and it would allow you to stack up at the hitter. Right on. I think you could make a case for either Chase Anderson at 67, or you could even use Kane at 6,500. I know Kane's just coming off the DL, but it's a minimum stay, pretty minor injury. I can't imagine he'll be too limited here. The over-under on this game, despite being... I, I just I'm just surprised that it's seven point five. I thought maybe Vegas would give it a few more runs there. I'd be guessing to take the over, but at the same time, I could take that information into account and use one of those pitchers. If you got a little bit of extra money, though, I could see tonight being a night where you could use R. A. Dickey for seven thousand. He gets a favorable matchup against Jared Eikhoff and the Phillies. The Jays on the day are minus one eighty three favorites. That's by far the biggest favorite on the day here. So if you're a betting man and, and you trust Vegas here, Dickey seems to have a pretty solid win probability. The second biggest is Zach Grinke with minus one fifty favorite against Mike Bolsinger. Excuse me, Mike Bolsinger and the Dodgers. So just chalk numbers wise, Dickey's the way to go. He's only given up one home run in his last three games. So that gives owners a good enough chance for a quality start with a few strikeouts mixed in and lets you do a lot with the hitters in your lineup there. Did you like did you like Dickey too a little bit? Did I steal that one from you, Chris? Or, or are you not with Dickey today? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like Dickey's probably one of the better options for the cheap among the cheaper pitchers there because mm-hmm. 
because of the win potential and the fact that the Phillies haven't been great at all recently. So uh, they've really cooled off. And uh, what, the only thing that really scares you is the fact that the game's in Toronto. So, I mean, that's that's really the only downfall. But uh, Dickey seems to be, to me, still the best option of, of the uh, of the tournament play pitchers today. All right, solid, Chris. Well, I'll wrap things up real quick with the weather report. This is as of about 2 p.m. Eastern. We've got uh, Detroit at Chicago. We mentioned a lot of hitters in there. Um, that is a 16% chance of rain. So our partners at Forecast.io throw in the possibility there, but still probably not that likely. And then in Kansas City, we got about a 5% chance of rain. That's really all the radar is showing me this evening. So just want to recap that. Of course, you want to check that out. That's all readily available on rotowire.com. Um, well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of complimentary access. Otherwise, to check out RotoWire.com on your own, just go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash P O D. For Chris Benzine, I'm Jake Latarski, the RotoWire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll return Tuesday with John McKechnie and me. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.